This is the What's Next podcast, Houston's number one platform where I invite creatives to share their journeys and give us a depiction of their visions. Most importantly, the last question I'll ask is, what's next? Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Dear John, the iconic legend Quincy Jones said, To know where you came from makes it easier for you to get where you're going. Sean Diddy Combs said, Everyone has challenges and lessons to learn. We wouldn't be who we are without them. If 2018 and the last six years taught you something, it's that anything is attainable with the right focus and determination. Continue to build. Continue to promote your vision. Continue to inspire creativity and make more creatives. In closing, Nas said, No idea is original. There's nothing new under the sun. It's never what you do, but how it's done. The first chapter of your vision's movements is done. However, you're still a visionary. Peace and blessings. John Rawls. Yo, I feel like 95, Sachi on my body, Biggie Chicken Puffin, all that ballin' is a hobby, and I'm wildin' in my body. Uh, Los Angeles, California, this is episode number 30 um, that we're doing out here in L.A., um, and I'm gonna give you the same right, Jay. Um, the previous two episodes, episode number 29 and episode number 28, I let the guests introduce themselves with their social media handles first. And I want to give you the same right. Go ahead and introduce your social media handles. Hey, guys. I'm Janae Thomas. Okay. Um, you can follow me at um, on Instagram at Glamorous Janae. And then my business handle is at Glamorous Drinks. Hold on, hold on. I want to make sure that I'm doing that while you say that. Okay. You say Glamorous Janae. Mm-hmm. Got you. Follow. And then Glamorous what? Drinks. Glamorous drinks is my business. G oh, glamorous drinks. I see you. Cool, got you. Okay, and my name is John Ross Dyke the first, and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at John Ross Dyke and still underscore visionary. If you would connect with me on LinkedIn, subscribe to my YouTube channel, like me on Facebook, and visit my website at stillvisionary.com. Before we get started, I want to say here's episode nine. Um, Episode nine pack. So whenever you get a chance, email me for a special rate. Okay. Okay. Jay, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in Los Angeles, California, and I came all the way out here to get you on the podcast. Which is amazing because <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> no doubt. And that makes and, for the best. That makes right, for the best. right. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so so what's going on? Nothing, man. Just working. Sunday. Just working, September staying day. busy. Um Trying to relax. Okay. Are you a September baby? I just had a birthday, August 19th. I'm a Leo. A Leo. Okay. Okay. Happy belated. Leo's in Happy the building. Belated. Happy Thank belated. you. Okay. Um, so uh, before we get into this, I want to go ahead. I've been drinking um, today. So let me go ahead and get one of these going. This is me? Yes. Okay. How do I pop it open? So this is going to be um, 
Maestro. Part of the new Glamorous Drinks pre-made cocktail okay. collection. Which we will get to in a second. Yes. Okay. And so um, let me show you how to do this here. Okay. Just open it. Okay. Like All right. And then you're just going to put your straw through the hole. Okay. And then close it back. Close it back. And what am I drinking? You're drinking the Watermelon Strawberry Crush, which is cognac-based. Okay. And... Okay, let's see. Let's see what you think. Oh, I like that. Okay, good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Is it one of those drinks that's going to sneak up on me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even lie. Like, yeah. So, um, let me tell you how God worked because while you were getting ready for the episode, mm-hmm. y'all were talking about churches and all. Let me tell you how God worked. Circa 2009, University of Houston. I, um, little backstory. I get with Phil, I get with Mike. There's this mm-hmm. artist I'm trying to work with back in the day. Mm-hmm. So we do a talent show. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. We do a talent show. And this is when you're along the lines of when you're starting to, um, you know, do your whole hosting thing, right? And so oh. you bring a camera. Oh, okay. You bring a camera and you you interview me. Yes. At the event, right? Yeah. And probably. and I remember I I had been practicing for this interview for years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. No. I had been out. practicing for the interview for years because I knew exactly what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that Nas was the greatest rapper alive. Okay. I was gonna say. The <laughs> I, I Yes, I was gonna say that Nas was the greatest rapper alive, and that I named my record company after him, which I did. Right. And so, uh, long story less long, I um hit you up later on. I'm like, hey, where's that interview? Because I wanted to post it. I got yeah. into this whole thing of wanting to post everything on, on the internet to see, for people to see. It's so hot in LA. Oh. What, what What's going on? But um, yeah. fast forward, uh, I get you out here on the podcast and I'm just grateful that you're here. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, blessed. Okay. For sure. Definitely okay. like not going to say that I'm like not tired, but okay. hey, that's like life. No adulthood. Doubt. No doubt. No doubt. They didn't tell us. All right. So so <laughs> so um let's let's kick it off. Yeah. Um you graduated from U of H. I graduated from University of Houston. And um and once I graduated, I graduated in T V broadcast journalism. Okay. But makes sense. I was sending my T V reel off to um, you know, just a little towns and little places and uh-huh. I don't think that that was for me especially like knowing the starting salary to move to like Beaumont or just somewhere just small just to be on air and I, I didn't understand um how I was supposed to survive and take care of myself um and still be like this tv personality and then you know at the same time I think one thing I realized in interning my last semester at University of Houston was I did not want to go into hard news. Entertainment news was my niche. So that was a thing, too, because I was just like, well, how do I do entertainment? Because I really don't want to report on like hard news because I just felt like it was so sad. When you say hard news, what do you mean? Like fires, you know, fires, you know, or just like just the regular news, you know. But most yeah. of it is like crime, 
uh, fires. Every now and then you get an inspirational story, yeah. you know, and then it's like the weather, sports, and I was just like, I don't like it. Okay. So um, I stayed and I, I bar was stayed bartending at Papacitos in Houston. Okay. Um, across from Lions Stadium. That okay, was of that's where I worked. That's 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 my area. <laughs> that's that's yeah. where I came up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So um, it was right there by University of Houston. You okay. know. Okay. So I just stayed working there, and that was kind of a, a battle because my parents were like, "Well, you have a degree. Like, why are you still yeah. working here?" But like when I was calculating the money, I'm like. It doesn't make sense for me to go to a small town and do something that I don't like. For sure, for sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, just because I have a degree in it. Yeah. And so that was like, like I said, that was a constant battle for me because, um, you know, you want to make your parents proud. And like you think, first of all, they don't necessarily prepare us in college for like after college. Mm. They're just like, they kind of make it seem like you're just going to get a job. Mm -hmm. So that was a thing too. I'm like, I'm not even getting callbacks from some of these stations that I'm submitting to, you know? So yeah. Why do you think that was? Um, well, I, I don't know. You know what? I feel like timing and everything happens for a reason, right? Like yeah, of course. maybe if I wouldn't have got a call back, I would have settled, yes. you know? And yes. and went and did, you know, the TV thing. But would I have really like been in love with it, and would it have been right? Probably not. Yeah. So I I think that has something to do with it, as well as I had only interned at a news station for one semester, which I guess one semester is enough. But a lot of people had a lot more stuff on their reels, and my reel was mainly kind of like entertainment stuff. Mm. So which is what I wanted to do. So I don't know. Yeah. I guess like I was like, am I playing with the lines of like how things are supposed to go, or you yeah. know? Yeah. I don't know. So. Yeah. So okay. So uh, what part of the city are you from? You said I'm from the north side. What part? Like Cyprus. Yeah. Well, my story is kind of interesting. I lived in Humble. I was born in Humble. Okay. I lived there for 11 years. Then I moved to like the Spring area. Okay. Um, 45. Like 1960. North. Yeah. 1960. Okay. Okay. And um. So yeah. So. So what high school you went to? I went to Nimitz because my mom okay. worked Aldi. in Aldi. 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 Yeah. Okay. But I was zoned to go to Westfield. Okay. So mm -hmm. that's spring. Okay. That's right spring. across the way from 1960. Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I mean, I I had a girl on here before that uh, went to Nimitz. And she oh, really? Had, yeah. Oh, episode 19 of my, of my podcast. Okay. So um, you're bartending at Papado's. Papacitos. Okay. Papacitos. Okay. What does that consist of? Is that where you learned or is that you just. Yeah. So. I give like so much of my credit. I have to give like all of my credit. Well, most of it. Um, <laughs> to Papacitos, to Paul Vine, who is still the general manager at Papacitos, such an amazing man um, who created just such amazing staff because he just instilled in us like these, you know, great principles of great customer service and just working hard. Um, and then, um, Dana, she was the head bartender at Papacitos during the time that I came up as well as a guy named JB. And like, they were on me, like as far as Papacitos, the, the restaurant that I specifically worked at the location, it was number two in the concept. 
So we're constantly busy. The owners come in at any moment's notice. Like, so we had to be on top of it. Mm. So to to bartend behind that bar on a Friday or a Saturday night was a mm. privilege. Mm. And you had to work your way mm. to that position. Mm-hmm. And so they were just very hard on me, like training wise. They like failed me in some of my shifts. Like, nah, you need to do that shift again. <laughs> you know? But now I'm like, okay. I understand like it made me a better like bartender it made me especially I guess working behind a bar with mostly males it made me like a competitive bartender and it Mm. made me fast okay and it made me kind of like hard like you know because they they didn't care they'd be like get out the way because you taking too long to make this drink I need service this customer like what you doing for sure like you you know stuff like that so I mean it helped me a lot yeah okay Okay, creativity comes from experiences. Take us to how this concoction comes up about. So, did, were you in LA when you made this, or did you yeah. go to Houston? Were you in Houston, made this, and then you just took it to LA? How did you go about um, that? Walk us through how, how you go from the Lone Star State to what do they call California, the Golden State? Something yeah. like that? Yeah. Walk us through how you get from. Um, Texas, so I Canada. moved here. Honestly, I moved here for entertainment reporting and hosting. Okay. Uh, five years after graduating from college. Okay. And, um, this is 2000 2013. Okay. Oh, three years. You three graduated years. when? I graduated in 2010. Okay. So then, 2013. so like 2013, um, I finally, the end of 2013, I finally moved out here because. Um, I also have to go back and I have to give credit to, um, for sure. Go ahead. Yeah. I kind of have to go, go back. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go and, ahead. And, um, tell you a little bit about like my club experience. I, I, uh, bartended and did bottle service, um, with aristocrat life okay. with, um, Urbanized Entertainment with a couple different promotion groups. Please don't get mad if I did not <laughs> shout you out, but yeah. aristocrat life, um, was very influential and, um, just helping me kind of, I guess, come up with some of my concept for my business. I did not know during that time that that's what I was being groomed toward. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, a lot of their, uh, the way they like everything uniform, some of that I was picking up and I didn't even know. So that was good. And as far as being a fast club bartender, as far as being like on the bottle service tip, just like learning how to hustle, like really having to, you can, like, that's one thing. I think Junior taught me, like, you can make money anywhere in the club like if you're a true hustler you don't have to be in a certain section with all the ballers and stuff like that so that was one thing i feel like the club life like developed my hustle Mm, in a sense mm. i feel like restaurants you know that people are going to come in and eat Mm. you know what i'm saying but the hustle like the hustle of the club like you don't know you Mm. don't know if he gonna if he gonna buy another bottle on top Mm. of those bottles that he already got you know what i'm saying so that develops um part of like where I am now. Okay. But fast forward to me moving out here. Um in 2013, I finally made the transition. And for me, back when I was in Houston, I was also doing um, you know, entertainment interviews, like how you were saying that I interviewed you. Mm-hmm. That that became a thing for me. And I worked for Camloot.com. Okay. Shout out to Artist Armstrong. I remember, who, I remember. Um, who really believed in me. We we stayed up nights till four o'clock in the morning and we would just come up with all these different things. And in my head, I wanted to be this e-news entertainment personality. That's how I saw myself. I just knew I was that. I saw a void in them having an African-American woman like on air. Like I was just like, I'm her. Like that's who I am. Like, you know, whatever. So I move out here and um, 
honestly, pretty quickly, I, I got into hosting. I was doing red carpets at events and, and different things like that. It wasn't hard for me to find a job um, out here. However, one thing I will say was I was working like four jobs. So like LA is definitely a hustle. When I got here, I got a job at a club in Inglewood. Not going to name the name. Terrible. I thought that I was like transitioning kind of like how I was in Houston. I was like, oh, I'm about to make a whole bunch of money. Mm -hmm. It's going to be cool. Mm -hmm. No, I was making like $40 a night, $50 a night, maybe $60, $75. Like it was bad. It was bad. Doing what? Either because like basically their bar, the bars did not share tips. So each bar was its own unit like i guess mm-hmm. so that was a thing and then like bottle service they were giving the girls like maybe like 10 percent off the bottle. it was just bad it was super bad but at the same time oh another place that i didn't shout out i work i used to work at the dogwood in houston which okay. is in midtown okay and um if anybody knows that that's not necessarily a place where you see a lot of us mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but it was good because I was able to, uh, I guess, like penetrate that dynamic and, and be one of the um, African-American staff that worked there. Yeah. And so when I moved to L.A., I did not have a hard time transitioning into I used to work at Saddle Ranch on Sunset, which is kind of like, I guess you could say something that piggybacks off of like a Texas roadhouse or something like that. Okay. But it has like a mechanical bull on the inside, um, stays up until two in the morning, huge drinks. Like they're just, it's like an over the top version, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, And more of an adult version. So um, yeah, I worked there for three and a half years. That was amazing for me as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but it just wasn't enough, you know? And that was the thing, like LA is expensive. Yeah. So I was just like, Lord, I'm doing like we're getting into it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm doing red carpets. I'm doing like all this stuff. I was working, I was still working at the club Mm -hmm. um in Inglewood. I was working at Saddle Ranch on Sunset. And then I feel like I had another job. Yes, I did. (laughs) Yeah. I was a receptionist for a company called Visiting Angels, which is like um what do you call it? Like adult care. Okay. Adult care. Okay. And so I was just a receptionist. I would like, you know, book the caregivers to go out to the people's homes and like, you know, take messages. And I only did it like two or three days a week. Okay. But it was just like, I, you know, it's like I just didn't I have a life. Like I was just like, I'm always working and I still yeah. never have any money. Like, yeah. you know, this is terrible. So um, finally, I will tell y'all I guess what made me transition into starting my own company. Yes. Um, I was Googling trying to find an extra job. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I was literally trying to find an extra job. And I think I was just Googling like bartending jobs, like on, um, what is it? Craigslist or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I was just like, Lord, I need something extra. So I came across this website called thumbtack.com and I was able to create my own bartending profile on there. And yeah. then when people needed bartenders, it sends you quotes. I mean, it sends you leads for people that need bartenders and then you can respond back to their quote. Yeah. So at first I literally was like, uh, I don't know if this works. Like, I feel like I'm responding back and nobody's saying nothing. And every time you respond to somebody, you had to pay money. So I was like, I don't know if they're just taking my so money. So it's like an actor's access. 
Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if they're taking my money. I don't know what's going on. And finally, somebody booked. And it was a bar mitzvah for a little boy. Mm. And all they wanted was Roy Rogers and uh, Shirley Temples. Okay. All they wanted. Spartan Grenadine yeah. and, and Roy Rogers. Yeah, same thing. Coke and, Coke and Grenadine. Okay. Yeah. And I was just like, people pay for stuff like this? Mm. This is weird. Yeah. I was like, this is weird. People pay for stuff like this. And I was so confused, but I did the event. They, they, they gave me a five-star review. Everything was great. And I'm like, oh, this is easy. So, uh, and I, I kept still working at, um, I was still working at Saddle Ranch on Sunset at the moment. Okay. I had this job. Okay. I think at this point I had also, I used to work at this place called House of Macau and I was like one of the big VIP uh, bartenders there and like, bottle service people mm-hmm. there and that was a good job as well but i only worked there on the weekends okay. and then i worked at saddle ranch during the week okay. and then let's say i had like a private bartending gig with my business then i would like get my shift covered or whatever the case may be okay so um honestly it started off as just being like Drinks by Janae. That was like the name of my business, Drinks by Janae. I had no idea that it would like develop into anything bigger than that. It was literally just me. If I respond back to a lead and somebody picks up on me like booking it, I'm like, okay, cool. I booked booked something, an event. So finally, one of my homeboys, this is probably... uh, 2000. 2000. Now we're in 2016. Okay. One of my homeboys... Um, he, he lives in Houston and he said, you know, we're having something in LA and you know, I Googled your business and you're number five in LA. And I was like, what? Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, let's go, man. Yeah. (laughs) What up, man? Let's go. I was like, what? So I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. And so, um, you know, that just sat with me. I've always been like a super, I'm a person. I don't get no big head about anything. So I was just like, oh, okay, cool. But that like set in my head. So in the meantime of me working and stuff like that, of course, um, at the business that I was working at, which is Saddle Ranch, they're open 24 hours. I mean, they're open seven days a week mm-hmm. and 365 days a year. So they never close. Mm-hmm. So taking off for any type of holiday was always hard. And Thanksgiving, Christmas, one Christmas I had to spend at work, which was terrible. Terrible. Um, and all that, you know, just whenever you need to get off, it was just always, can you cover my shift? Can yeah. I pay you to cover my shift? Yeah. Like it was just always something. So that was starting to get annoying with me as well as um, what else was just annoying me? Um, I it was an instance where I booked a commercial and I told the manager like, Hey, you know, I I have this fitness commercial in the morning. I really need to be off by this time tonight because you know, I want to look good on camera tomorrow. My commercial's at 6am. You know, I was like, I need to like make sure that I'm looking refreshed. And I was like, you know, I already kind of have bags cause I'm tired. Like, you know, like I need, yeah, he left me on the floor all night. I didn't get off to like almost three o'clock in the morning. I had to push the commercial back. And they were like, well, yeah, if you would have rescheduled again, we would have just had to like 
cast somebody else. Yeah. You know, so that was like one thing that like really had me mad because I'm like, you know what? They care about them when they want you to pick up a shift because I would pick up shifts all the time and just do stuff to help them all the time. So mm-hmm. I was just like, dang, they really don't care yeah. about me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you know, and then. um. Well, that's the truth. Yeah. Because it's like, they like, this our business and we need you here. To, so like. To push our, push, push mm-hmm. our brand forward and, you know. Damn what you got to do. Damn your aspirations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't realize that till I re- till like that moment. I ha- like it came to me and I was like they try to make it seem like they're flexible with actors and like <laughs> entertainers for their schedules but they really do not care about us. Okay. Like they don't care. Okay. They want you to be at work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was something and then and then the owner sold his house to Drake and they did not want us to know. And you know, stuff like this happens all the time. In L.A.? In L.A., yeah. Okay. But that was something for me, too. And, I, don't, you know, I've never really been a person that, like, tries to Google how much somebody's worth or this, this, and that, because that stuff doesn't matter to me. But the numbers in my head of the numbers of what I would do at work, not to say that I didn't make good money, because I did make very good money working at that place. It's just that they, but, were, making, they were making... Yeah, they were to making know that he sold his house to him, to Drake, and Drake is like the highest paid artist. And I'm like, sometimes I clock out with barely enough to go get gas. Mm. Or, you know, like, or I just kept clock out with gas money. Or, you know, mm. and sometimes I'm here like 12 hours. Sometimes I'm here 10 hours, you know, and I've worked all day long. Like, that's crazy, you know? And that was, and I didn't always make bad money like that, but every now and then. Mm-hmm. So that was something that stuck in my head. And then one time the owner actually had came in and he got really upset about his coffee being cold. He got really upset <laughs> about his coffee being cold. And it really made me mad because the decanters like that we had the coffee, like it was sitting after you make it or whatever. Mm-hmm. They weren't good. They weren't good ones. They weren't good quality. So it's like, you know. The, that, the what? They're like the... I guess I think it would be called a decanter, and I could be wrong, y'all. Don't quote me. But it's like what you sit the coffee in after you make it. Okay. Basically, like the little cup. No. Oh, you like little a holder. Little, yeah, and it like screws down to keep the coffee. Oh, okay, 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 warm. okay, okay. Like a canteen. Yeah, canteen. Maybe that's okay. The word. Okay. So, um, mm. they just weren't good. They weren't good, and I was just like. He has to know that we don't even have good quality stuff to, like, make sure that stuff stays the way it needs to. Like, mm-hmm. why are you getting mad? Mm-hmm. And you're coming in at, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon asking for coffee. Mm-hmm. But the way his reaction was what spiraled me into, like, just being like, no. And he and he made the girl cry. Like, the girl that was serving him, she, like, cried. She was all frantic. And I was just like, man, that's not cool. I can't work for nobody that act like that. That's a, you know that's what I'm saying? Dick. Yeah. 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 So I was like, nah. So, um, glamorous. After all that. Okay. Uh, after all that happened, that like basically, I was just like, you know what, guy? I, I think I'm just going to step out on faith and just like, just do my business. I said, if I'm number five, I can be number three. I can be number two. I can be number one if I just focus on it. Okay. You know? So that's what pushed me into starting my, and taking over it full time. And that was September of 2016. So take us, take us to the details. What was, what was the first or 17. Like? 17 probably. 17. I'm 16. sorry. 17. I'm sorry. Okay. So take yeah. us to the first drink. What was the first drink like? What, 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 well, this, how did, how, what was the, 
What was the notion like? I mean, you you said what was the notion about the drinks in this particular setup? This this here. Any one of them because they're all in the same setup. This is so um so fast forward to this. Um, I had just like seen on Instagram where people were like making pre-made cocktails and stuff like that. And I liked the ideas that they had and I had the idea to make a pre-made cocktail, but I didn't know exactly like the packaging that I wanted. I didn't know how I wanted the labeling to look. Mm -hmm. I didn't know any of that. And Mm -hmm. I know for me, it became like a technical thing. I'm like, okay, so do I need a, I need an expiration date? I need a government warning. I need this. I need that. Like it was like I needed to figure all that out. Mm. And even when I was seeing other people making their pre-made cocktails, I would never see it down to the T, like where they have everything listed. Like you need to do this, that, you know, whatever. So I think that, um, honestly, uh, we just released these like two or three weeks ago at Mm -hmm. a pool party and we sold out Mm -hmm. and, um, it was just me finally doing it. Mm -hmm. Like not like, cause I made the, the crazy thing is I made these government labels that are on the back here. I made these in December Mm -hmm. and I never put out any of them. Mm -hmm. And, um, I guess it was just the timing of everything, just making sure I'm kind of a perfectionist. I never want to put out anything that doesn't look like quality, like, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's like sometimes you only get one chance. And if if you mess up the first time, then people not going to want it no more. Like, so um, I love making cocktails. I love just creating different mixtures and you know, different things. I'm not going to say like, I'm like, oh, she's just a big mixologist because people always misuse that term. But I do love um, creating different flavors and just, you know, just mixing stuff together. And I'm like, oh, that's really good. I love that. Let let, let me see if we can do that. Like, you know, so one thing that Glamour's Drinks prides ourselves on is um, making, um, what can I say? Uh, Creating personal cocktail menus for Mm. each of our clients. Mm. So that's one thing I have been able to create some of these flavors before and, and push some of these out just like on regular menus at people's houses and stuff. So Mm. I was just like, Oh, these, this is something that people love to consume. Like, why don't I make these cocktails? They're perfect for like the summer. And honestly, year round, it's a Capri Sun really container. So it's like people drink Capri Suns like, all day every day like we used to always drink them like you know so and especially out here on the west coast we actually get like a little we kind of get like more of a warmer temperature year round so it's like this is perfect Mm -hmm. um so it just finally all came together i guess i just finally stopped being scared Mm -hmm. (laughs) so and yeah that's how it happened um this is episode 30 uh, of the What's Next podcast, a production mm-hmm. of Still Visionary Inc. And so that, I those... don't know why I didn't think of Nipsey, but I will say you have a Nipsey story. No, okay. I don't. Well, I I don't have a personal Nipsey story, and that's one thing that I will say as far as like my bartending now goes. I I've made it a point to where if there's something that I admire about you with his passing. I've made it a point now that if it's something that I admire about a specific artist or a celebrity or just a, a regular person to just tell them okay. in that moment, okay. not to take for granted any moments. Okay. Because I saw Nipsey all the time. Did really? I speak to him? No. Okay. Did I tell him anything? No. Have I made drinks or like been in the vicinity of like right here? Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But to not engage 
But now to understand the greatness that stood in front of me, to understand the power, like to understand how just saying hello could have sparked like a super, you know, interesting conversation. I didn't know, Mm. you know, and I took for granted the dynamic of like who he was just as a person. So now when I'm in those settings now, I definitely take advantage of those opportunities to just be like, hey, like, you're dope. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even, and you know, it's kind of weird because sometimes you feel like if I give somebody a compliment, what if they, like, blow me off or whatever? But, I mean, you can't worry about that. It happens. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Today is September the 1st, 2019, and we have 121 days left in the 2019 year. What do you hope to attain in 121 days? Uh, and I, I want you to know that uh, 121 is a perfect square, which means the square root of 121 is 11. At 11, 11, we make we made a wish earlier today. What do you hope to attain in 121 days? Um, I don't know. Okay. okay. Um, in 121 days, I would just hope that. Glamorous drinks is is more established than what it is. I okay. I would hope that we're doing it like at least five. This week we did five events. Okay. But I'm hoping that even in each weekend we can have at least three to four booked every weekend. Okay. Um, to where I have staff out all the time, and I I have staff working most of the time. Okay. But yeah. Um. And that um, these cocktails, and then we also have punches become like a regular thing. Okay. Um, and not not just kind of like a every now and then thing. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I'm not really, you know, people like write down. Is it a day to day thing for you? Yeah, I'm not really a like a person that's like, okay, so by this date, I need to okay. do this. I've never been that person. I never had a business plan for this. Like, okay. I just. Um, but that's real. Yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Because, you know, I think what it was was that you got training that you didn't know. Yes. And you got and you hustled. You got training that you didn't know. You hustled and the opportunity came. Mm-hmm. Hustle and motivate. So, yeah. So the opportunity came and, and you just seized it. Yeah. You, you, you presented a great product. Yeah. And that just took you off. Yeah. And I... Yeah, and it wasn't the... It was never the plan. Like, yeah. it was never my plan. So I think that... um. I kind of just let God like kind of guide me yeah. on how we're going to do it. I mean, like, and one thing I was speaking about with someone the other day, I'm like, you know, I've gotten so busy to where I haven't really acquired new clients. It's I have so many referral clients calling yeah, yeah. or regular clients now that I haven't been on the internet, like trying to get new clients, which I'm like, I still want to grow. I still want to grow. And they were just saying how good that is. You know, we still have to grow, but it's like, I... I'm just blessed yeah. and um yeah. yeah, so planning is I don't I don't ever just be like, Hey, I need to do this and this has to happen this way okay. by this date. It's just kinda like, you know, well if God says that it's gonna happen, okay, then it's gonna happen because he always brings me great clients and okay. they always bring me great referrals okay. and it's just been really, really good. So, so if a girl from back home mm-hmm. where we come from, um happens to uh, watch your Facebook, or your, I'm sorry, your Instagram page. And she's like, oh, she makes drinks. Oh, she makes drinks. What it, What advice are you going to give her to get started in her own lane? It doesn't have to, she doesn't have to follow suit. Mm-hmm. Now I said once, no idea is original. There's nothing new under the sun. It's never mm-hmm. what you do, but how it's done. How do you go about giving advice to this young girl who wants to be a boss, doesn't know the direction, but is 
um, i.e., let's just say a server at a restaurant, which mm-hmm. is a common thing in college, what do you tell her to think outside? How do you tell her to think outside the box so that she can make this a business? Um, I think that you have to be motivated to not want to work for anybody. Like okay. to not con- like my thing was like people tell you you gotta be at work at three. You're gonna have to stay at work, and then my th- like especially like with service, the service industry. Sometimes you don't know when you're gonna get off because like well, it's whenever the last table finishes or the last bar you know, the bar patron leaves or, you know, whatever, like you have to, in your head, not want to be told kind of like what to do. Like you get to make the rules and you get to create like your own thing. So let's say that your client, you know, think of it this way, like a person like, oh, well, I want to book an event and I want this on my menu and like you get that creative control to like help people be like, Hey, I think you should do margaritas and I think you should do this and you get to like control things. And I guess like, and it's all like psychological. So it's like one of those things. I don't necessarily know if I can give advice, but it's like, you have to mentally want to control your own destiny destiny in a sense. And like, control your like day to day each day for me looks different and people think like oh Janae you sleep till 10 or you slept till eight o'clock and then you wasn't doing nothing all day but usually I'm on a computer all day like either sending out invoices following up with emails creating menus you know doing all type of stuff like it's admin work but you know um or like preparing, I might be in the kitchen putting stickers on here, mm. you know, just different mm. things like that. Like, um, none of my days look the same, um, but it's cool to wake up and to know, like, you don't have to be anywhere necessarily, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's what, like, drives me as well, because I don't want to have to wake up and then one day be like, OK, so I have to be here okay. at this time and go clock in again, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So you mentioned we a few times. We, mm-hmm. we, 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 we. That's what you've been saying. We, we. What does that we consist of when it comes to making glamorous your... drinks? Yeah. Um. So in what context did I say we? You said we like because like I'm yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I have staff. I'm thinking you may have somebody that, that counsels you. I'm thinking. You may have somebody to help you print. What well, did you print these by yourself? I think you I printed them. them and I created everything. I created these labels by myself. But okay. as far as like, I have some excellent staff. Megan, she's like one of my people. Uh, Dominique, uh, Summer. Okay. Um, yeah, I have just like some excellent people that work. Mm-hmm. And um, Megan helped put all the labels on here while I'm like making the um, the mixtures that go inside. Okay. Um, just like yesterday, I was so busy because we had two events. So I had somebody picking up copies of menus while I'm like trying to separate out because we got to go to two different houses. So I'm like, okay, you need to get these shakers for this. You need this, that, like, you know. So it, it helps to have like a solid team around you. Okay. And it definitely helps to have people that just assist in your vision. Okay. Like they don't ever, I know they get tired of me because I'll call like 50 times. Okay, yeah, so like, did you get sure. there? 
For sure. Are you there? For Can you sure. send me a picture that you set it up right? Yeah. Like, you know, I know I know Boss I get on their shit. nerves. Yeah, I know Boss I get on their shit. nerves, but they're super like awesome and just assisting me with things that I need because, you know, we can be a boss all we want to, but and that's one thing I have to get better at delegating because I think that I'm superwoman all the time. And sometimes I don't realize I'm not superwoman until like the hour before that I needed to realize that I was not superwoman and that I needed help. Yeah. So I have to get better even myself at just being like, hey, can you help me do this? Because I really need help. Like yeah. I can give you some extra hours if you need me to, but I, I just need help yeah. getting this done. So, um, so yeah, having staff, um, um, the Midas group, they're actually doing my marketing now. Okay. And so Mikos and them, they've just been super amazing and just excellent and helping make sure that I'm on target with my marketing um, and that I'm pushing out the brand the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like that was another important thing, mm -hmm. you know, because there are people that can have a concept or an idea that's not even as good as yours. But they, if their marketing is like amazing they can surpass you yeah. fast, you yeah. know? So that's one thing I'm just trying to make sure now that my marketing and stuff is like the best it can be. No doubt. Yeah. Um, so the What's Next podcast is all about bringing creatives out, um, them sharing their journeys, and they uh, impart in depicting their vision, like what they want to see in the remainder part of the year. Mm -hmm. So the last question I'll ask you before we wrap is um, what's next for um, Janae? What's next for Glamorous Drinks by Janae? What's next for you? The immediate thing. I feel like I touched on it a little bit. The immediate thing I think that's next is, um, you know, us p pushing these out to where they can be like, I feel like shipped out nationwide. I got to figure that part out. Okay. Um, And. So mass production. Yeah, mass production like of these. Um, And then also, um. I would love to expand to different cities. Um, Houston being the first city that okay. I expand to. Um, I know that we'd be great in Houston because I'm from Houston. So yeah. I already have like a base there. And, and I've uh, bartended private events in Houston as well. But I only do them when I'm in town. Yeah. So just um, building the expansion. glamorous drink. Yeah, the expansion part. Yeah. I really, um, that's something that's heavily on my mind. Yeah. Um, because I hope that one day glamorous drinks can be in every state in the United States okay. and that you can get bartenders um, at any time that you want for mm -hmm. any type of event that you want. So okay. that's something that I'm going to go for. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what size t-shirt do you wear? A small. Small. So uh, I like, like this shirt. So uh, I wanted, you know, um, I print shirts on the side. Oh. Right? And so this shirt right here is an exclusive from my company. You uh, Sometimes Thank I feel you. that people bring people on their platforms, but they don't impart nothing on them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You brought a drink. And this episode is actually dropping September the 17th. That's my birthday week. I'm, I'm, I'm on the 18th, that Wednesday. So uh, I appreciate the birthday drink. This yeah. is a T-shirt from my company to you, man. Thank and I just, you. I know when you wear that. You know, I know that you're on my podcast. Yeah. And we did the podcast in Los Angeles, California. We sure did. I want to say shout out to my wife. I want to say rest in peace to my son. Yeah. And I want to say uh, shout out to you. Shout out to uh, Kayvon. Shout out to Asia who let me use her spot. Houston, Texas. Louisiana, uh, not Louisiana. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Los Angeles, California. Houston, Texas. I do what I do for myself to prove I can do it for others. Peace and blessings.
Yo, it feel like 95 Sachi on my body Biggie, Jigga, Puffy All that ballin' is a hobby And I'm wildin' in my wallies And them valleys, no Pilates More way, get you more way Nah, that's these Bumanti My crystal ball, I see crystal I crystal y'all with that I saw the sign like Ace of Spades That Ace of Spades get cracked We like, cheers to the money guys The Willie niggas Who buy them bottles And then they spill these liquors Yo, yo, salute my dude